Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. With me today is Pastor James. We're wrapping up our series on building endurance. If this is your first time here with us, consider hitting the subscribe button and the bell icon next to it to be notified every time a new episode is posted. Uh, we want you to catch up on everything we're releasing and not miss a single thing. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Okay. So, like I said, we're wrapping up uh, Building Endurance, mm-hmm. the series, um, just kind of looking at Paul's second letter to Timothy, um, and specifically chapter three of that book, where Paul really encourages Timothy um, and kind of prepares him mentally Mm -hmm. as much as possible, saying, be ready, hard times, difficult times are going to come. And um, one of the things that kind of stood out to me, and I wondered if you might share a little bit more about that, is the difference between knowing something is true Mm. and being convinced that something is true. Can you talk a little bit more about the difference there? Yeah, I think that there's a... How do you how do, how do we put this? the The idea of knowledge, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I know that, apart from experience, um, it's it's just kind of one of those things that falls into my knowledge bank. But but when you you gain like the practical experience or something, the working out of it, it it completely changes the way that you that you treat that or respond mm-hmm. to that. And so, you know, I think about things over the years that I have that I have read about, um, but having never really been um, a part of that uh, parenting, great example. Like yeah. you, you, you watch people raise kids and all of these different things, but but when you you hear certain things and then you experience those things, it goes from this place in your life where you know about it to you're actually convinced that, yeah, these things are true. Yeah. Um, it doesn't leave any room for doubt yeah. um, in your mind. And I think that I, I think that that's the like when when we talk about our Christian faith and when we talk about our walk, being able to move from having a like this cursory understanding of Scripture, to really being convinced of its power. Um, I think that that's probably a little bit of what Paul was alluding to um, in in verse 5 of chapter 3, where he says that they have the appearance of godliness, but they deny its power. Mm. Um, And so they they know the right things. They say the right things. They, They may even... From a just from a cognitive standpoint, actually believe some of the things that they're saying, but but there's a convincing when we are are convinced of its power and we're yeah. we're operating and kind of living in that place. Yeah, and that speaks to me too. The kind of I know that um, if I'm told that the Caribbean is a beautiful place, mm-hmm. right, and I've seen pictures of it. And I know that it's beautiful in my mind, but it's not until I've actually been there yeah. that I am convinced. Like, man, that the Caribbean is a gorgeous place to yeah. go visit. Um, and similarly, I know about the God that my parents, you mm-hmm. know, told tell me about, or you know, my Sunday school teacher, or my pastor, or whatever. I know about these things, but it's something entirely different. Uh, to experience it and to be convinced of it and said, I, I know this because it's mine. I've, I've experienced, I've had a personal in, encounter or experience or, or whatever that might be. Yeah. And that was, again, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just kind of banging the same drum on this, but that like, that's the beauty of this letter is that yeah. it was this, it was this very personal letter between the spiritual father and, and the spiritual son. And, and, and that's what Paul continually draws from. He draws from, 
Timothy's experience to himself. Yeah. He draws from Timothy's experience to these other people in his life that have had a significant impact. And, and he, actually, he actually says something. He says, you, you have seen these things in me. And so mm-hmm. he, he, he actually draws Timothy's attention to himself as, as part of what is, ha, has convinced Timothy. Like, hey, these things are, yeah. these things are real. And, and I think that that's why it becomes so valuable, especially for, for parents, for, um, for people that are walking with other people in difficult time, that, that we really live these things out in our life, that we're not just saying, hey, like, I'm going to, for instance, one of the things that I hear a lot is people say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be praying about that. Mm. I... I want to believe them. Like, I really want to believe that they're going to do that. But, but I also know me. And I know that sometimes when I, when I say that, if I don't stop and pray for that right now, I might get busy. I might forget. And then when I see them the next time, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, oh man, I said I was going to, I was going to pray for them. But then there was this part of it that it's like, if I can just take that right now Mm -hmm. and, 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 and live that out. Now they're not even, they're, they're not, they don't just have the knowledge that I'm going to pray for them. They're convinced because we've already taken a moment to do it right there. And I think that that becomes so vital to, to living in community. Like, are we seeing these things? And, and, and that, you know, the, the culmination of this entire chapter and really the, 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 the three chapters up to this point comes with that final that final statement in verse 17 where Paul says, so that the man, the man of God may be equipped mm-hmm. for every good work. He, he may be um, su- sufficient in this way. He may yeah. be um, made whole in this way uh, and equipped for every good work. And, and, and he's constantly pointing to the fact that these things should be producing mm-hmm. a lifestyle more than just a, more than just a knowledge a knowledge without conviction is not going to produce anything. Yeah. Um, but when when we know that we're convinced based upon the way that our life is being lived out. Yeah. And I think that says to me too, the example of Paul in Timothy's life is that even if things don't make sense to Timothy, mm-hmm. he can look at the fruit that was produced and evident in Paul's life and say, well, this has to be true, even if it doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. And so for me, it's like, in any kind of endurance training and you're following a specific program, you might think at some point, is this really going to produce the result that I want it to produce? Is this really going to end up at the goal that I'm aiming for, that I'm hoping to see? But if you look at other people's lives who have followed that same program, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, it has to to produce this result because look at their life. They really adhered to it. And they stuck with it even when it didn't make sense or it didn't feel fun or it got hard or difficult or mm-hmm. whatever. And they stuck to it. And I think that there's a, a, a value in saying, I may be wrestling with doubt about blank issue in the Bible mm-hmm. or blank issue about my faith. But there are some tr- people that I trust in my life enough to say, I'm going to work through this yeah, and and hold fast to it. Because I see their life, yeah, and, and there's there's fruit there. Like it, it's a good life, um, and it doesn't necessarily mean an easy life. But it means mm-hmm. a fruitful life, and I think that's there's an interesting distinction there when we say good life 
doesn't always mean easy yeah. and comfort. You know, and I think about yeah. that that last verse in, in chapter three, where it says, so that the, the man or woman of God may be equipped, mm-hmm. um, ready for good work. It doesn't mean that if you read and adhere to the Bible, you're going to have an easy life. Yeah. It means you'll be equipped. Yeah. You will be trained and prepared for whatever experience life brings at you, whether it's a mountaintop experience or a valley experience or somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, you are equipped, and that's the value. And and Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, look. Look at my life. Yeah. Look at the ones from whom you've observed are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can you can take this to the bank. And I'm obviously paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and I think that's good because, you know, when, when Paul begins this, this discourse about Scripture, he begins in a very specific way. He says, all, all Scripture is inspired. And, and part of part of the convincing is is recognizing that that, that scripture is greater what, what is what is written in scripture is greater than than what what is what is written in me essentially mm-hmm. yeah like I, I understand like this is this is a higher thing this was this was inspired by God and and I think that if if we don't have if, if we aren't convinced of that, Scripture, in many ways, just loses its power. Yeah. It, and and so, if if I don't first come to this place where I'm like, no, this is the inspired word of God, then then everything in there is just is just knowledge. And there's yeah. there's knowledge to be found. There, there's good knowledge to sure. be found anywhere. You know, I, I can I can read a lot of books that have good things in them that that are good at 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 helping me understand how to do something. Yeah. But, but only the inspired word of God has the ability to bring about transformation in my life. Yeah, and and I think that so much of the the convincing of Scripture has everything to do with how we approach it. Mm-hmm. Like, do we approach it as inspired? Right. Because if we approach it as inspired, we we come with this desire to get um, under the authority of it. Mm-hmm. But if we approach it as non-inspired. Then we come at it from a standpoint of, well, what can I learn from this? Yeah. And and that means that there's going to be some things like any book that I read. There's some things in it that I take away from it, and there's other things that I'm like, ah, not that really big of a deal. Yeah. But if I see it as inspired, and I'm and I'm convinced of that, yeah. then the way that I approach it is is like you said, like I'm going to come not as a skeptic, mm-hmm. but as a as as someone who is seeking God's direction in this, especially when things are hard, yeah, you know, it's like Lord, I don't understand this, and instead of you're going to have to prove it to me, right. um, and I'm coming in with the desire to like disprove God's word, if I come in from the standpoint that says, Father, you're in heaven and I'm on earth, and I'm and I'm coming to you through your word and through your Holy Spirit and I'm and I'm actually asking you, will you help me see this? Yeah. Like it it produces something different within us. And it's, what I hear in that is I, I think the double edged sword of the information age in which we live, yeah. because there's so much available to us and so many um how do I say this? spiritual guides yeah, out there yeah. um, that we can, as a society, take our pick and say, 
well, this one fits my life the best, mm-hmm. or this one fits my worldview the best. Yeah. And I'm going to pick and choose what I think fits. And we kind of, like you alluded to, or not alluded to, you, you said in your sermon, we kind of put ourselves in that godly position. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think what's happening, what we're seeing, um, is the Bible has fallen into that same category and saying, I like parts of this. Yeah. I don't really like the other parts. It's so a I'm going to tailor It's a good spiritual book. Yes. Instead of, it's the inspired word of God. It's true. It's yeah. absolute truth. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's that lack of submitting ourselves to a process, especially when it becomes uncomfortable. And there's a lot yeah. of uncomfortable things that even, I think, if the most mature Christian were honest, mm-hmm. that we have to wrestle with and we really yeah. have to address. And, and there comes a point at which we have to choose and say, am I going to trust the one who wrote this mm-hmm. that... Even when there are things I don't like or I don't understand, I'm going to trust that he's good. Yeah. Or am I going to relegate this to the category of uh, a self-help book that I can kind of pick and choose from? You know, I'll take the parts I like, but, eh, you know, it, it, this other part doesn't really fit my lifestyle. Yeah. So I'm going to leave that one out, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that was really like the point that I was trying to get at from the authority standpoint. Like we're either under the authority of the Bible or the yeah. Bible is under our authority. Mm-hmm. And, and and it really has to do with whether or not we we view it as being inspired. And if yeah. it's if it's truly inspired, then then the things that are uncomfortable for me are it means that there's something that needs to change in me. Right. And and like the moment that I that I kind of look at the Bible and I'm like, yeah, I think that the Bible got it wrong there. Mm-hmm. I mean. Now, now the Bible is there to serve me, right? Um, and it's it's there to and and I can use it to defend my stance, or I can do all these different things. But but really, I'm not using it in in the way that it was designed because I'm I'm kind of taking it and and molding it to fit me and my desires. Yeah. Um, and that brings it right back to what Paul was telling Timothy: in the end times, men will be lovers of self. Yeah. And there's that that self exaltation, yeah. Um, you know, putting ourselves in the the highest place, yeah. Um, spiritually speaking, yeah, yeah. And I think that again, I mean the <laughs> the the only the only struggles that I have with the Bible are the places that it doesn't line up with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's uh, <laughs> yeah. My understanding, I, yeah. My, I'm like yeah. I, I love to I love to tout the places that line up with with my with my life, but the the places that the places that I struggle are the places that me and the Bible differ. Yeah, you know? we don't see eye to eye. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm either gonna I'm either gonna ignore those places in in the Bible, or I'm gonna deal with those places in me. Yeah, and 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 again, it all comes back to whether or not I believe it's inspired. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, if if it's not inspired, I, I don't have to. Yeah. I, I can I can pick and choose, um, but you know over and over we see we see the Bible prove itself out. Right. I mean I think that I, I tried to take a very like a very fifty thousand foot dive into like hey here are some of the things and even Jesus like validated all of these things, but there's so much more there. Yeah. Um, but I I have become convinced as as. Paul says to Timothy um, that God's word is true. Yeah. And 
and that means that I'm in, I'm in subject to it, uh, not it to me. Right. Well, I know we got to kind of wrap this up, yeah. but just that being that this is this was the last sermon of mm-hmm. this series. If there was one thing that you could tell someone watching this video at the tail end of this series, what would you what would you say to them? Yeah, I. I mean, relationship. Like, God is so passionate about having a relationship with us, and if if we if if we don't see the totality of God's word written from written from the perspective of a father to his children, Mm -hmm. then we are going to miss so much of the. Because here's the thing: I can handle much harder conversations from a person who loves me than from a person who doesn't have my best interest. And I think that that's where so many people really struggle with God's word is that they look at it and they see God as being this, this, this kind of overlord that is Mm -hmm. just interested in taking things away and making life miserable. And, and I see it as a loving father trying to protect his children yeah. and trying to trying to set them up for a tremendous amount of success because I've, I've experienced it and I've become convinced of it. Right. And, and for like for everyone watching, like God is so passionate about you mm-hmm. and he is so passionate about having a relationship with you and desiring those things from you. And, and if, if we can come to this place of seeing him as our heavenly father who, who has good things for us and desires our very best, it, it completely revolutionizes the way that we look at his word and, and what we understand from those things. And so my encouragement would be like pursue, pursue God the father um, and 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 then allow his words to really speak deeply to your heart. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate this uh, this time with you, and obviously the sermon. Um, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. If you got something out of this episode or from the sermon from the past Sunday, share it with us in the comments. We would love to hear your thoughts and um, what stood out to you, what you heard. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week. Thank you.